Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 32 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And the minute's going to start out with uh, Queen Hippolyta running away from the uh, real crumbly uh, cage. Real crumbly cage. Crumbly cage. Crumbly cage. Real crumbly cage is like a Dr. Seuss book or something. Uh, The minute's going to end with uh, Euboa um, promptly bringing Queen Hippolyta a couple of horses. Just two horses. One for you, one for me. Sound like a good time? I was thinking about getting a tandem horse, but then I thought, eh, better to get, you know, your own horse. On this horse, made for two. I guess I never asked this question, but I don't know if Queen Queen Hippolyta has her own horse? You would assume. Yeah, I would assume she has her own horse. Queen Zelda has her own horse. Princess Zelda. My apologies. Princess Zelda. No, uh, I wouldn't. Is that considered a lapse in decorum? Anyways. uh, 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 Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Zelda's Zelda's the boy, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think how to get back on track here. Uh, you know, with uh, Queen Napolita and, and Yuboa, now that we've established Yuboa in the previous minutes where she's saved by Queen Napolita with the parademons, it seems like the more we see Yuboa, the more we start to, like, relate to that character or, or like that character more often, see that character as a fan favorite. And yes, it's because um, Zack Snyder and Samantha Wynn have a great relationship working together on, on many projects. But I think about it sometimes, and I hate doing it this way, where I think about it in the context of the last version. And knowing that Yuboa is only seen at the very end of this, where she dies um, by Steppenwolf, well, supposedly we don't even get confirmation of her dying in that one but she's so small she's smaller she has such a smaller part in that first version whereas this one it's like oh yeah that character was saved by queen apollo that character is here again like oh i got you a horse i got me a horse let's get out of here you got the mother box like i'm still working with you on this whole thing like there's it's still got like this heist mentality going on like they're doing this whole heist thing together um so the character is so much more involved in this film. And even a moment like this where you get like a medium shot of the character, you get to know who the character is just by spending a lot of time looking at the character, even if it's in slow motion, like you're still connecting to this character to the end of the, to the, end of the segment where the character dies and then you have such an attachment to it. Um, I think that's just a really great thing to have, especially here where we don't really get too much Amazon stuff without Wonder Woman being involved to just have this Lord of the Rings type of high fantasy action sequence. It's, it's nice to just be like, yeah, I I know who these characters are. It's a really great thing to have. Um, Yeah. What are we now? Does it feel like Yuboa is more of a assistant or something? I, took I don't it. want to say second in command, and I don't want to say, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know. What do you take it as? Just, like, everybody everybody would serve the queen, and 
if if she orders you to hey go get me my horses or did Yuboa already know oh like a squire type thing that's the word i was looking for yeah um i don't know if that's offensive or not uh, i don't know squire award those are the type of things right like those are not like, award what are you giving away prizes i what know is award? a ward Oh, a ward. You said a ward, like you're, like an you know, award, like like, like a like, like yeah, a like ward. you're getting a medal or wow. a trophy. I never caught that. No, um, it's an English language, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's the English language for you. No, I was thinking ward as in like what Theon is to the Stark family in Game of Thrones. You completely missed uh, Batman and Robin. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm I'm thinking in the high fantasy realm here. I'm thinking I didn't know in this... that. I didn't know it, ward was a high fantasy term. No, it's not. It's just, you know, medieval stuff. Look, I'm probably the worst guy to ask about whatever it is that is. What are you is. talking about? You've been to a couple of Renaissance fairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know everything about him. Such a such a history buff here. Uh, I, I, I just think it's... I still think that she was a random Amazon person. That just so happened to get rescued by Queen of Paltas. So she's like, oh, I'm, you know, we're, st- we're in this together now. Like, I just need to get you a horse. We need to get out of here. Um, do I don't know if I would consider the squire route. I would think maybe, if anything, she just was one of the senators. And maybe I just don't know that about you, Boa. And maybe that's why she's helping out the queen so much. Or she has so much screen time. Not like that. Not like you, Boa, needs any more you know doesn't that she doesn't need a higher seat above no, no, anybody no, no. else i just no. didn't know if that's if you were ever if you ever got a feeling of squire-esque to hippolyta no no absolutely not okay. um no i think uh i think there's something represented in like the capes that they wear the cloaks that they wear i think there is a status symbol um or not a status symbol but like you know where they rank in command and when you see like Vanilia and the other um I don't want to say captains but the other Amazons that are on horseback and they take the mother box and they try to run off with it mm-hmm. those characters like Vanilia they always wear capes um and so they always felt like senators uh because they are and Yuboa wears almost like She's wearing a Wonder Woman costume of her own. It's very minimal. There's not much there. Um, and it just feels like she's of a lesser rank than, than the other ones, especially comparing them to Vanilia or... Um, and then we even look at what we talked about with Penthesilia in, in Last Minute. That whole gatekeeper has a completely different outfit that seems mm-hmm. like it's designed for what their role is and so that's just me playing with lore that's just me like trying to be in like oh what is who is this person and why is this person here like what is their what is their role in in this situation or where do they stand you know with queen apolita at and uh yeah i just always took it as like you was just like this just this random uh amazon that queen apolita helped because that's what queen hippolyta does she helps all her sisters and i think that's why it makes it so much more impactful for me at least is because 
I like knowing that Yuboa is is probably just another Amazon, like no importance at all. She's not a senator. She's not getting special treatment for any other reason other than, um, you know, she just happened to be saved by a queen of politics and she's going to keep working because she's a strong warrior. They all are. Um, and uh, and then, of course, behind the scenes, just because it's Samantha Wynn. But, uh, yeah, I like to see it that way because then at the end when Yuboa does die that Queen Apollo looks at it not like she lost a you know someone like Antiope but she lost just someone in general like she, every death is is a huge toll for her which because, it is because this is not supposed to happen yeah. the the age of heroes was 5000 years ago they tried to make sure that this doesn't happen again um but to lose and to lose the mother box to lose it all and and then the risk of everything being undone that they've worked so hard to protect and then losing people like Yuboa, like that just it just hurts. Like it's a personification of actual losing. Um and you don't want to see that with Queen Apolita. Um so yeah, it, it it's to me it's it's more impactful that way. I think um, it is as well. Um, this is where we get that, that cliff falling uh yeah. bit. Let me tell you something. The structural integrity of the cage though, on point. You would think that th- that thing looks like it's made out of cobblestone or something. You would think it would just crumble piece by piece just like once the once the weight distribution is off right off the ledge it would just come down like a like a round jenga set <laughs> it uh it's this is something that we saw in the trailers i think i think we saw this in the dc fandom trailer or at least one of the Zack snyder justice league trailers um but we had never seen this before. We never saw it in a previous trailer for 2017's version of Justice League. And we certainly didn't see it in the actual 2017 version. Um, what What are your thoughts when you first saw this moment happen, Nate? Was this a big, impactful thing for you? or um, um, At first, it was like, okay, destruction for destruction's sake. And then it quickly hit me of like, oh, oh, snap. There were still so many people in there that whole thing like this was supposed to be their like uh fail safe yes and then like after the fact of realizing that it doesn't really work it's like oh man you dang you guys like were the most adept to guard the mother box and like all of your things failed like you weren't ready for it and man just buried it in the ground and Atlantis is just underwater. It's just like the the pretty much the best of the best right now. Our our best chance of keeping the mother boxes safe, clearly, since yeah. from what we know, uh, didn't happen. And then like that, like it kind of all sets in now that like this. Uh, I think after you told me that this place had a name and it was called the Cage, and it was like that's that is once I once I like hone in on a on a setting it's like okay this was the housing of the mother box like this was its fortress and then that fortress is gone it feels like helm's deep was just lost you know what i mean it's like oh yeah. man like yeah. the castle is is gone it yeah, was lost there were still so many people it. yeah so many people in there um hell how's steppenwolf gonna get out of this one yeah. for me i'm thinking okay he boom tubes all right it would it would be one thing, you know. It's 
what's upsetting is that the Amazons actually go through with their fail safe, no matter how terrible the cost is. Um, it would be something of hubris if Queen Apollo was like, no, I'm not going to seal the cage. And then Steppenwolf got out and got the mother box and left. And it was all because Queen Apollo never did sink the cage. She, you know, she had that option and she chose not to do it. This mm-hmm. is about her choosing the right path. She made the right choice. It's a tough decision in a moment of crisis. She chooses to do the right thing, which is to sink the entire cage. And that's another thing where by design, this thing is meant to get sunk if, if all else fails. So they do have this in place, which is already a huge strategy, um, very bold of them. And Remember she does that it thing anyways. that they had on the on the on the on the Avengers ship that they put the Hulk in. They were gonna oh put yeah, the, Hulk the in. Loki cage where they drop it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because it's Kinda designed similar, for Hulk. Right? Yeah, very similar. And um, I do think like yeah, they make the right choice here. Sure, she makes the right choice to sink the whole thing, which already like in my mind when I'm watching it is like thinking of just all those people still in there that agree to die with it, um, which is just just incredibly upsetting that Honor. they had to do that. Um, warrior, warrior uh, yeah. mentality type of type of deal. I mean, it's like you talk all day about, it, especially related to like Klingons too, you know? Yeah. That, like di- dying in battle is, is the greatest. Yeah. Uh, I'm the greatest surprised we honor. haven't made any Klingon references already. This I feel is like, like I person. have. But have maybe you? not. Maybe I've always held not back enough, because mate. that's like too much. You got to do more. I, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like the yeah. Amazons, I feel is very similar to Klingon uh, war-like culture. culture. Yeah, yeah. Warrior-like culture. The other thing would have been just watching this for the first time, um, thinking about the other version and thinking about why they why they didn't sink the cage in the first place because they do everything else. They, they smash the gates, the gates come down, Queen Apollo leaves and then the thing is sealed and then she leaves and then Steppenwolf is just outside. He cuts an X into the wall and then he breaks out. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it doesn't, doesn't look real. I'm sorry. Second of all, is cutting an X into the wall the best way to to blast to blast it out? Like, how do you? I think so. I, I mean, think... you see Wolverine do it, but it just seems like it it makes sense. You know, X Men X. Oh, I get it because he's making an X. And he's he's an X Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I would think of it as like okay, so if I cut an X, that's four triangles. I've triangulated a puncture point and. With my in the center, yeah, and my, my my mathematics of of triangulation, it would make things easier to to deal with with those polygons. So cutting an X is the best way to break through something. Uh-huh. That's my dumb thought. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always thought about it. Um, mm-hmm. And but, yet Qui Gon Jinn tried to cut that entire blast door out. Yeah, he should have. Like, well, he should have. You know, should have made an X and then force pushed, and then it would have popped open like a can opener. And then he would have gotten in. Anyways, I'm not the one making that movie. The movie came out uh, almost 30 years ago, uh, 22 years ago. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, 
the but yeah the, the axe slicing through the rock i always found that to be just like that's not how it would look i don't know what that is that very bizarre axe animation that happens um, Maybe it was relying too much on on his axe itself i mean like you remember in the in the art of book of the justice league where it's just there's just concept <laughs> art it's just pictures it's just well it's not even concept art it's just pictures of the movie it's just pictures. Probably anyway, the worst art a, of book I've ever read in my entire life. There's a part of that art of book that has Steppenwolf in it, and it does mention his axe. So I think kind of going, I feel like they really leaned into the action figure aspect of it, where it's like, hey, you got Steppenwolf, and he's got his axe. Remember to keep his axe. He's always got his axe. Which, like, yeah, he's got the axe in the comics as well, but, like, come on. It's not, I don't know. It know. seems like now we think of Steppenwolf and we think of the armor more than the axe. We're like, what's the most memorable part about Steppenwolf? People are like the armor. Like, yeah, the armor was a lot, pretty cool. Um, yeah. Just how it moved and stuff. And then it would be like, oh yeah, he has that cool lightning axe. Which yeah. in the other version, it wasn't a lightning axe. It was more of a um, lava, hot red, very very hot. He had a blowtorch he would just spray on the axe. It would get really heated, and then uh, it would cut things like butter, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, And then I think there's some more lore to the, the axe that Steppenwolf has in this one. I think it might actually drain enemies of their of their energy. I think that might be how it works. We'll have to look talk about it when we get to uh, Vanilia. I think but, there's a big difference in lightning color in this, in this universe. Um, oh, yeah. Cause I, and I don't understand it, so and there, I need I need someone to uh, to we need we need to do a breakdown of of the different colored lightning between Steppenwolf and Flash, between Steppenwolf Flash, between Flash that shows up in Dawn of Justice, between uh, Shazam Lightning, the uh, lightning for Doomsday, yeah, they the all have different colors like, lightning, yeah, Doomsday Lightning, even in like probably like uh, the lightning from Wonder Woman, and the, the lightning from battle. the World Engine in Man of Steel. Exactly. They all have different lightning. All different Suicide colors of lightning. Suicide Squad lightning. There was the a Suicide whole city Squad that lightning. was lightning. Yeah, that one just looked like they took a King Ghidorah clip and was just like, we're just going to have lightning brush across this city real quick. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Is this a 90s Heisei era film? Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, the other thing I was thinking about with, uh, you know, in regards to the cage that's falling here... Um, it's more impactful. This just just the fact that it does this, just the fact that they thought this part out, where they're like, "Yeah, we gotta have this sad moment where, you know, they they agree to this shelve the entire cliffside, uh, and the cage within everyone that's in it, for for the protection of the world against uh, the mother boxes and and the apocalypse." Um, why they don't do that in the other film is another one of those things where. Um, and we talk about this all the time where this four hour film could be shorter. Someone else could do it, but don't do it like that. Don't do it like the first version where they said, well, instead of cutting it shorter, we'll cut it down to like maybe 10% and then fill it in with a bunch of garbage that we don't know why we're putting in there either. Um, the Steppenwolf busting out of the cage and the cage and never falling into the sea is again, one of those things that I don't understand what, other impact does that make for the character? Uh, because then it seems like Queen Apollo leaves the cage, they seal it, 
and it still stays there. Like, and so are those Amazons just trapped in there with parademons? Are they, are, is someone going to eventually come back and, and free them and be like, Hey, how'd you guys do? Uh, while well, we seal, sealed you in there for the rest of eternity. No Should way, we, Jose. Yeah. Like they're going to come back and open it. Cause it's almost impossible to reopen that cage. Um, uh, and, you get crushed by the weight of the earth that is just falling on top of you. Yeah. And then the other thing would be like, so Steppenwolf broke out of the cage and that means everyone else can get out of the cage. So why seal it? Why why even seal it in the first place? We didn't slow him down at all. He just he just got out. I think anyway. that's 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 exactly what we're supposed to be feeling. Like why like yeah, it's it, it didn't work. I think it's dang, yeah. the plan didn't work. It's not like, "Oh shoot, he jumped out." It's just, "Oh snap." Yeah. He it just didn't work, you know? Yeah. This here is going to feel different when he steps out because it's just going to feel more like she did everything right. And I don't feel that with the other versions. Like she did everything right in this moment. And the moment here at the, at the end of this minute where she does stand at the cliffside, she looks exhausted. Like Connie Nielsen looks her. She's playing this character who's just so exhausted. You've been through so much right now. And emotionally, physically physically yeah like physically and then on top of that it's like well now most people you've known have died here not most but a good amount of them um has has just been sentenced to death because you had to in order to keep them the the rest of the world safe not just the mascara so it's pretty impactful um that they do it this way uh and i just love the way she looks like standing over that cliffside just exhausted putting her hand on on the hilt or of the sword and just being like trying to honoring. catch a moment yeah grieving but also like like honoring honoring almost her like, fallen soldiers her, yeah. her warriors her family you know thinking that it's over too right like she thinks this I, is the end of it i don't know maybe maybe it's just i don't know maybe she just doesn't know who she's up against oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah clearly not she she has her doubts, and I think that's what the queen would do, or especially Queen of Palta. She'd be like, I get, I just got to stand over this cliff. I'm mourning here, but I also got to make sure that nothing's coming out of this, um, out of this cage. That they're all gone. That we've dealt with it uh, for another thousands of years. And yeah, it's 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 just a really good shot here. I really do enjoy it, and I think. There, maybe there is something cinematically that enhances it by having you both look onward, like look onto Queen Hippolyta morning, as if we're getting a, a point of view here that see someone experienced that, like getting to see um, a queen mourn at the end of the, of, of the day, like a long battle. I think there's something really special there. Um, but that's all I have for this one, Nate, unless you have anything. No, that's, um, that's it for this one. We're going to get into uh, some real... Real surprisey jump scares later. I think uh, <laughs> yeah. some pretty good, some pretty good moments coming up. So uh, we're we're getting into it. Um, we got the uh, we got the slow mo out of the way. Um, now I have to ask you something. Yes. All these horses are real. No. No. How how many of those horses do you think are real? So normally, you get two, and if then you just a- superpose them. I was gonna say a dozen. Like normally, what? Yeah, you can 12? get... 12? Well, in, in totality, like, if you're doing a big battle, like, and I'm talking about any high fantasy, medieval, renaissance, 
slash twelve. Is this what they said in the Lord of the Rings thing? We only had twelve, and then we just like copy and pasted a bunch of the horses. And also uh, Merlin, right? Merlin did the same thing. Braveheart stuff like that. Yeah, they only get like about twelve horses. What do you? Are you what? Merlin yeah. the the wizard or the like movie a television show? Like the Sam Neill, I think was Merlin. Never right? saw it. Okay. Well, anyways, I think the most people have ever gotten, I think Game of Thrones got 40 horses for the Battle of the Bastards. Stinky. And then they CGI'd, copy and pasted, and that's really all they do. Um, so if anything, I would... Where's 12 coming from? I'm guessing here. I said a dozen. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're asking Sorry. me. Uh, a baker's you, dozen of horses. If, if I were to say, I would say a horse in dozen. this minute... Yeah, every single horse is real, especially when they actually start riding out. Um, you know, uh, I would say almost every horse you see here is probably real, but that's okay. all the horses that they have. That's <laughs> okay, all of them. That's uh, all they and, had. Yeah, and then anything else is a CGI copy and paste. And right. that's usually how it works for any of them. They just, hey. yeah. Good eye. They're like, hey, how many horses can you give us? Not too many. How about, you know, give us three. <laughs> well, you can have one. And they say, well, we'll just make the horse do a lot of costume changes, and then we'll copy and paste it. So it's the yeah, same horse. wouldn't it suck like, if it was, like, one horse that you could only get, and it would it have, like, a really, like, noticeable spot or something like that <laughs> on it? <laughs> then they just have to, like, paint over that spot and, like, paint a new spot somewhere else on it. Or like, uh, give it a, give it a costume, like you said. I don't know. I was thinking like, when you know, sometimes knights they would have they put like, I don't know, yeah, whole like, a, like carpets or something on their horse yeah, exactly. or whatever. <laughs> Carpet. Yeah. I don't know what they made the whole out of. shag rug on this horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. But no, it would suck if they had just a one horse and you have two actors acting opposite of each other, and so only one gets to ride the horse at a time, and then they had to CGI both of them at the same time using mm. the same horse mm. and it's just been dressed up differently all right so how about we clean it up a little bit rewrite it so it's instead of uh, and the two actors are now identical twins that's what so i'm telling just you get, you gotta get, get the, one guy and do split screen you gotta get the you get tandem one guy horse. one horse one guy one horse we make it two people two horses <laughs> that sounds more expensive than just getting nope two people two horses so so much cheaper it's so much just, cheaper just to Green screen, like, one horse, one guy. Yeah, times or just two. Like put a mirror in between them. Oh, that'll work. That now yeah. you're thinking. Now you're thinking on budget. Mm-hmm. Now you're balling on a budget. There oh, you yeah. go. That's how we're. That's how. That's how movies are made, Nate. Hey, baby, if Eddie Murphy could get away with doing it with a bunch of tennis balls, I think we can get away with a guy and a horse, huh? Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 33 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.